Welcome back to Richard Gage 911 Unleashed. Boy, have we got a show to you and it's to make sure that I can get you properly situated. I'll bring in my wonderful wife and assistant Gail Gage. Hi Gail. Hello Richard. Hello everybody. I am uh, very very much under the weather today. So and that's why Richard's, we see your picture it's but Richard's not your... fault because he got sick first. So no, it's true. I'm, I did. I was sick all last week. Oh my god! So I'm going to let Richard do all the talking. I got a really sore throat <laughs> and a cough. So still yeah. recovering, though. <clears throat> um, yeah, we have a a, a lot of exciting uh, uh, things happening this week. Just so you know, real quick, um, we are launching a campaign uh, with a a little trailerette of our 9/11 crime scene to courtroom film. Very exciting. Uh, to be uh, getting something uh, substantial or at least starting in that direction out to you. Gail was behind the scenes filming in Washington, D.C. The filming of the filming. We'll be showing that next week. Uh, so stand by for that. We've also got a, a peek with upcoming guests. Today's guest is Christina Tobin, by the way, uh, the founder of Free and Equal Elections. And then, uh, but next week we have, uh, or in the coming weeks, we have a candidate for president, uh, actually, who's on the 9-11 truth side, Emmanuel Pastrich. We also have a, uh, a sneak peek into the Guantanamo legal actions by uh, journalist uh, Linda Forsyth. Lots of exciting uh, things to, to to hear about there and, and coming up. So, uh, Without further ado, let me introduce to you our uh, wonderful guest, uh, Miss Christina Tobin of Free and Equal Elections, here on Richard Gage 9-11 Unleashed, Rage Against the War Machine. The event happened in Washington, D.C., February 19th, last week. We have the boots on the ground from Christina. She, she, this is the report. Right there. Now, the U.S. war machine was given the biggest boost of its enormous and ugly life following the false flag events on 9-11-2001. And finally, the anti-war movement seems to have been resurrected. A new and courageous breed of activists after 20 years. We've been looking for them. Uh, and encouraging them, at least a couple thousand rationally thinking and acting Americans flooded the Lincoln Memorial last week with some very strong messaging and colorful language for the military-industrial complex, the Fed, and our own representatives in Washington, D Washington D.C. And it's about time. Hopefully, it's just the beginning of such an awakening across America. At least they, in this case, sponsored by the Libertarian Party, along with others, accomplished something that we in the 9-11 Truth Movement have attempted, but could not succeed at, getting significant numbers of people to gather and make their voices heard in Washington. Of course, it was crickets in the mainstream media, but our friend of 9-11 Truth, Christina Tobin, was right there in the heart of it. Christina is the founder of Free and Equal Elections and the United We Stand Festival. She's on top of the 9-11 Truth Forbidden topic and has selectively injected it into 
into the rising independent political sector, including inviting us to speak on ex the explosive destruction of the three World Trade Center skyscrapers on 9-11 at four of these United We Stand festivals, with another one coming up soon. Christina was intimately involved in the Washington, D.C. event last week with a green room presence alongside the great speakers at Rage Against the War Machine. Thousands gathered in Washington, D.C., people from very diverse political backgrounds like we do see in the 9-11 Truth Movement. The Free and Equal Elections Foundation, founded by Christina, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so you can support them with a mission to open the electoral process through education and collaborative action. Free and Equal leads national, state, and local efforts to transform the electoral system in the United States, including hosting presidential candidates in debate, those whom the mainstream media fear to give, boy, to give voice to. But boy, does she. Please welcome my guest, Miss Christina Tobin to Richard Gage 9-11 Unleashed. Hi, Christina. Hi, Richard. Uh, nice to see you and Gail always. Thank you for having me today. And thank you for everything that you do, putting the truth out there in the world. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, we, I, I've been at it uh, 18 years. You've been at it longer than that uh, in, in trying to fix the enormous problems in our country. But let's start at uh, what for us in the 9-11 Truth Movement is, is so important. Uh, when did you become aware of the truth about 9-11? What, uh, what happened there? Uh, give us that crystallizing moment. I say crystallizing because it is for so many of us in the movement. I mean, it was pretty close when the incident happened. Uh, my father, Jim Tobin, uh, recently passed 14 months ago, and he ran one of the largest tax fighting organizations for 45 years. So as a young child at 13 years of age, I learned about uh, the uh, Federal Reserve being created in 1913, uh, the, the author Thomas DiLorenzo, The Truth About FDR, The Real Lincoln, Pearl Harbor. And when 9-11 happened, as soon as I saw our government uh, bring about the National Defense Authorization Act and the Patriot Act, uh, defining conspiracy theorists as terrorists, it really, my take was, wow, the fact that uh, it, it that our government could be even capable of such a thing, that people could think that our government is capable of such a, a thing is a problem. So I come from a place of bringing all different viewpoints together, left, right, really the pendulum swinging from the left to the right. And I'm caught somewhere in the middle here. That's uh, from a, a song by Jordan Page, Pendulum, a reference. And as an independent, uh, truly uh, here to bring more voices and more choices together and ideas on our stage. Uh, so that's when it happened shortly after when the NDA and Patriot Act came about, I was like, mm, our government's just, uh, we got a lot of room for improvement would be an optimistic <laughs> way of looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, want to give you an opportunity to tell us about this incredible event that happened last week. You were there. H how did it start for you? Uh, and, and, and why did you go? And, and then, and then of course, what happened there from your personal perspective, but maybe an overview first, there's six questions for you of what is rage against the war machine and, and who's really behind it? 
Well, the first part, you know, when you look at Hiroshima and you look at Pearl Harbor, you look at 9-11, you look at Ukraine, and you see how all these incidents, uh, uh, situations feed the military-industrial complex. So uh, the Rage Against the War Machine, though I'm big on Unite, it does kind of like play off the Rage Against the Machine, good old Tom Morello. I met him back in 2008 at Ralph Nader's Open the Presidential Debates Rally when he performed This Land is Your Land. It was pretty cool. So it's a really catchy name and how it came about uh, last year, I brought the uh, national, our free and equal elections team uh, brought in the national chair, Angela McArdle, as well as the national chair of the People's Party, Nick Brana, for a separate event that we were all part of that free and equal elections is now no longer part of, we're independent of. But in any case, the good that came of that is that uh, these national leaders started talking more, coming together, and then they created the Rage Against the War Machine event, which is near and dear to my heart. The lineup of speakers that they brought in is just uh, from Tulsi Gabbard to Dr. Ron Paul to Jimmy Dore, Chris Hedges. Uh, He was our moderator for our 2008 presidential debate. So the organizers left, right, and the way it was funded, I think they raised at least 60, 70,000 versus over 2 million raised for the March Against the Mandates rally in D.C. the year prior. What they did with 60, 70,000 dollars from over 300 different donors or more, extraordinary. Thousands of people showed up modestly thousands. And it's branching off around the world. In Berlin, I think they had 13,000 tied into the Rage Against the War Machine. So the whole wide world is really awake, uh, waking up faster than the United States of America. But we're, we're getting there. We're on our way. It's only going to get bigger. And when we wake up and really unite our country from a place of love and peace and compassion and peace, the whole world is going to follow. Wow. And it could be that time of awakening. I mean, we've been at it for so many uh, years, uh, almost two, well, two decades for some of us in the 9-11 truth movement, almost that for me. Um, let's talk 20, about this. 25 years here I've been doing this in the electoral oh. arena since I was 17. Okay, 24, because I'm 41, right around there. So 98 is when I really, even 93, but 98 was when I really got involved in electoral, electoral arena. So I, I a quarter of a century uh, I've been in the, at this. So I'm with you. We, we've been in this for the long haul, Richard, for yeah. sure. Yeah, how about that? Um, and and we're not alone. And I think the uh, the tide, like you suggest, is is rising here uh, for freedom. Uh, tell us about um, these demands uh, that have been made upon our political representatives uh, by the the, uh, the the organizers and a, a wide variety of organizers, right? I mean, tell us who, who's behind this th- this event, and then we'll talk about these demands. Well, definitely, you can click on the coalition there. Again, the uh, National Libertarian Party and People's Party uh, support it. Even the Green Party came and supported. Jill Stein was there, the Green Party candidate. You can see TNT Wait, radio. Can you guys being- imagine the Green Party showing up side by side, working with the Libertarian Party? I mean, this is extraordinary. This this doesn't happen very often, does it, Christine? No, I mean, there's a lot of, as there as to be expected, internal struggles when you have a lot of different parties uh, coming together. But what they pulled off is just a, a beautiful event and and essentially a catalyst uh, into the work of what I've been doing for 
well, with free and equal elections, 15 years prior, I uh, did ballot access gathering, coordinating millions of signatures to get candidates on the ballot, uh, mm-hmm. which really stemmed the creation of free and equal elections. So, and our presidential debates uh, launching in 08, we've been holding since 08, 12, Larry King and I co-moderated. That was really beautiful. Ed Asner and I in 16. And so when we brought in the music, the United We Stand Festival in 2014, um, we knew, I felt that there was really um, going to be a time where parties would come together. And I'm glad we indirectly, it, it just, this event was, uh, the timing was essential because it's really become a catalyst, a platform uh, to branch and work together um, with Rage Against the War Machine long term, whatever directions they go in. You are dealing with a lot of different parties and a lot of different personalities. Where United We Stand comes in, we're that neutral platform that, of course, brings in all the speakers of even more parties and individuals and topics uh, on war, but also on topics like what we're discussing, what you stand for with 9-11, all different type of topics, whether it's uh, from electoral reform to the corrupt music industry to how we need to fix uh, to the military industrial complex of the prison system, freeing Assange. That's where United We Stand comes in. Uh, we, we bring all those ideas together, more voices, more choices and ideas. So I love what this group has done. I help them on the inside with a lot of moving parts and talent and building a lineup is really one of my strengths in media as well. So uh, to be able to be a part of the event in the green room, really my role is to hang out with all of these beautiful speakers and introduce myself and introduce them to free and equal elections. And uh, of course, I knew most of them already, but really to uh, to really connect for once with the speakers while not organizing an event, but actually on the sidelines was beautiful because I felt like I could be more present than ever with them and spend time with them. And and it was a really an experience that I will um, always remember. I'm so grateful oh for the gosh. people who put it on and the people who supported it as well. Well, tell us about these speakers and we'll come back to the the demands that the, organiza- the organizers are making. Um, uh, let, let's just go one by one. What was your experience with them and what do you recall them sharing to the crowd of thousands here? Uh, well, uh, you know, the demands is something that uh, a touchy topic on all the demands is no more funding for Ukraine because you have, uh, to answer your question more detail before, is um, you have a lot of people that uh, are, it's very, we want to protect the people of Ukraine, but getting back to the root, what I learned, I'm not an expert in the war arena. I'm an expert in the electoral arena. So um, I'd love to introduce you to whoever you're interested, a part of this, to the organizers, any of the speakers who can go really in detail with you on uh, on um, on the war issue. But free and equal elections, we really want to unite uh, how we can bring about peace and, and just essentially stop feeding the military industrial complex. So depending on the speaker, I found something that was really consistent throughout the entire event was free Assange. The chat chants were going on and on from the beginning to the end to free Julian Assange. That was a really strong part of the show, as well as ending the Federal Reserve with Dr. Ron Paul there. So of course, when Dr. Ron Paul spoke, you asked what the speakers really addressed. You can go on the website and see every individual speak. But Dr. Paul really went into uh, ending the Fed as he uh, does always uh, and, and, and just beautifully and professionally. Jimmy Dore brought that humor because humor is key. 
And I think he's definitely, uh, there's definitely been some interest of him running for president in the future. So fingers crossed. I mean, how cool would it be in our presidential debates? I met Jimmy Dore uh, for quite a few minutes and really connected with him. Uh-huh. And the organizer, Nick Brana, People's Party has offered to introduce us. Like, let's bring some comedy and humor to lighten up. It's a serious world, but um, comedy is super key. We know this and, and uniting our, our nation. So that would be pretty cool. Jimmy Dore really went on uh, what we could have done with those trillions and trillions of dollars uh, versus funding Ukraine war with his uh, humor, which uh, made a lot of people laugh, which, uh, you know, there's a seriousness component, but also really bringing thought into it. And of course, Tulsi Gabbard into the war issue. Dennis Kucinich, we all know he's a, a huge proponent and always has been his entire as a former congressman, Ohio, who was wrongfully gerrymandered out, might I add. He's been a huge supporter for our presidential debates and really addressing the need to reform the electoral system. So uh, his knowledge on war is, is really like no other. Dennis Kucinich has been it probably longer uh, than most. Scott Horton, antiwar.com, may I say anymore. Eric Garris founded that. I don't know how many decades ago. I've known Angela Keaton. Scott's been always so kind to me. It was just good to see Gerald Salente. Oh my gosh, what a what a beautiful soft heart. And then once he goes on stage, he's like this fierce speaker. Like, where did that come from? I mean, he has a very spiritual <laughs> presence when I first met him. And I truly am excited to go on the website and rewatch these speeches because at the event, I'm literally, I'm spending time talking to the speakers and the run of show was just flowing on its own and really connecting and helping how I could. Uh, but I'm excited to really sit down one night and just go through each one of these speeches, the, the professionalism, the production and the thousands of people uh, Chris Hedges, of course, uh, Roger Waters. How cool is that? He submitted a pre-recorded video. Whew, really, uh, really striking at the root of the problem is how our government, according to Roger Waters, is really, uh, really kind of, you know, there was that peace negotiation going on between uh, Ukraine and Russia and how our government, Biden, just goes in there and just kind of just messing it all up because, Uh, It feeds the military industrial complex, which, of Mm. course, again, is tied to the Federal Reserve, to the bankers and and so on and so on. So it is going to be a lot easier to fix this, Richard. I know it's a lot of work, but we're looking at a couple hundred members of Congress that don't serve we the people yet. Thomas Massey would be the only exception uh, in Kentucky. And. A couple hundred people, you get majority of Congress and things start to, the new paradigm starts to build. So what I saw at this event was the beginning of something so much bigger that's coming. So much bigger. I have no words for it, but Mm. the world is, we're ready. I've I've actually had the foresight and why I have foresight is because I'm interconnected with so many people. I can put different stories and different thoughts and ideas together to figure out to a certain extent, how things are going to shift and go. And it has been on my mind and and foresight that something like this would come about. And it did. Roger Waters, I mean, Pink Floyd, that that was just cool to see him really come out and really strike at the root of the issue of why uh, the Ukraine, uh, this war has come about in the first place. Definitely want to watch his video. That was probably one of my favorite ones. Go ahead. That was probably one of my favorite ones. Oh, it was. Well, let's give him a, a flavor of this. In 2014, of course, there was a coup in uh, uh, overturning of, of of the popular leadership there. It's a common theme. Uh, and uh, since then, we have all kinds of, uh, it's been called the most corrupt country uh, in the world. <laughs> 
that's pretty difficult to uh, to imagine. Uh, but um, under the watch uh, and supervision, if you will, of the deep state, uh, as we've been led to uh, to understand by so many journalists. Uh, who are trying to get the, the 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 truth out there, but mainstream media has nothing of it. Five hundred billion last week, uh, handed over uh, on top of the other five hundred and more billion uh, prior to that. We're talking about a trillion dollars of our wealth handed over to the most corrupt country in the in the world. Uh, and why is it to defend them? Uh, you, you can listen to you guys can listen to the uh, speakers to discuss that. Um, uh, any comments on that before I play your favorite speaker, uh, Roger Waters, uh, the, the the video that he submitted here? Oh, I would love that. And I would say that, you know, I, I, I'm really talking to a lot of mainstream individuals that are tied to Zelensky directly. And then I'm talking to this event, Rage Against War Machine. I'm here to bring uh, that mass and the independent and so on sector together. And And one thing I found as a mutual consensus is like, we aren't even able to take care of our own people first here in America with violence uh, rising and the firearms. And we all know that's come about conveniently. The government wanted to take our guns away. I mean, we, we see the history there and, and so on to, uh, to East Palestine, what's happened in Ohio. And, and, and we're not even taking care of, 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 of the United States of America people first. So that's just been kind of an interesting consensus of like, we're going to help Ukrainian, and then where's that money going? And then is it just further feeding the war to make it even worse? We don't want, I, I don't want any harm inflicted on anyone. I just want all the chaos and needless death to go away. I, I just, we're living in 2023 and really shame on the government, shame on the people in office that are beholden to the powers that be. They're the root of the problem. They're voting because they're handcuffed to a system. And when we arise in America and we unite, united we stand across the political spectrum and we work and we will replace pretty much every member of Congress, everything's going to shift. The power is going to shift from the federal, state, local level. I see technology being the game changer, Richard, mm. where we no longer have to keep going through this vicious cycle of of peace and then chaos again peace and then chaos again because technology and blockchain ledger blockchain technology seems to be the best option right now even better things are going to rise and as we get the accountable people in office we're not going to see a suppression of technology anymore the fact that we don't even have free energy it's just crazy over five thousand patents squashed by our our, our government alone directly pertaining to uh, free te- free energy since the 1900s. I mean, this is and old paradigm life living by our, sorry, brutally. brutally suppressed by our, our government, too. This is not just, oh, you can't put out f- false stuff. No, they, they put they throw these people in jail forever, shut down their stuff, steal their inventions and and lock them up. It's like, what's going on in this world that we live in? Well, let's watch that Roger Waters video. I forgot how long it is, but it is powerful. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. And again. guess what? <laughs> and 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 that uh, those that politicians are all is, another brick in the wall. That's for sure. Yeah, that page is Excuse not uh, playing for us. So uh, we'll we'll continue um, oh. looking at yeah. The, the, it, let me show everybody uh, how that works. If if you want to go to rageagainstwar.com. Uh, what you have is uh, res- uh, resources here. And uh, if you click on resources, you can see the rally live stream videos, the speaker speeches, 
Oh, let's uh, let's try that one. That might load faster for us. I got a very good internet connection. Um, well, look at that. Uh, so here's uh, Cynthia McKinney. Her her prepared speech has been uploaded uh, now. Jimmy Dore, uh, Dennis Kucinich uh, on the right. You can hear Ron Paul, Tulsi Gabbard, Scott Horton, uh, Gerald Salente, Ann Wright, uh, Chris Hedges. One of the things I heard him say was "Off with their heads." Yes, he did <laughs> at his... the very end. Oh my God. And here's uh, Roger Waters. Uh, let's see if we can uh, t tune in. Oh, good. <laughs> Are you hearing him okay? No. Are you? Can you hear, Christina? I cannot hear Roger. All right. I will fix that. Uh, Beautiful. You, what you have to do, uh, t tell it while I'm fixing that, uh, uh, tell us more about the other speakers and we'll come back to Roger Waters. Oh, sure. Uh, was just, I guess I've, as I pull up my little list I have here on my phone, let's see. We had uh, Diane Sayre there, uh, Dan McKite. The music, it was really neat to see familiar faces of Jordan Page and Tatiana Mraz there. Jordan Page was a musician when we hosted our 2012 presidential debate that Larry King and I co-moderated after at our after party, uh, Jordan Page performed, of which my one of my favorite songs, and it is the theme song of Free and Equal Elections, is Pendulum, which I referenced earlier. The pendulum swings from the left to the right, and I'm caught somewhere in the middle. And <laughs> Jordan has rewritten that song for Free and Equal, uh, saying uh, the pendulum must swing from the left to the right, uh, and really implementing the words of uh, why can't it all be free and equal? And it's just beautiful. And to see Tatiana as well, uh, you know, these artists that are really uh, not for the war and they're for peace. And I really considered this um, with a few statements like Chris Hedges, where United We Stand comes from, we come from a place of peace. You, you can say whatever you want, but nonviolent action is really the key uh, of the words of Martin Luther King. So Seeing some music there was wonderful. And also independent media like Kim Iverson, Ben Swan. It uh, was really neat to see him. Ben and I go back since 2012 as well. And I remember he was with, I think, Fox at that time and wanted to be one of our political correspondents for a debate. And literally that day, he said, Christina, Fox told me I would be fired if I am a political correspondent for opening up for your presidential debate. But he has done it. He's gone independent, has stuck yep. through it. So it was really neat to see these left and right so-called, however, you know, just people speaking their mind and their truth. There doesn't need to be a left or right. And as we get accountable people elected and a blockchain ledger uh, implemented into a bigger vision, a, a truly independent movement, we're going to let the people decide which ideas most, most, uh, most, uh, you know, connect with them as well as candidates too. So I love that they brought Kim and Ben Swan and, and different ideas together. There's Jack Hingle as well. Uh, and Ben and, Swan, by the way, uh, sorry, Ben Swan put out uh, uh, several uh, spots on his TV, new independent TV program on 9-11 Truth. He doesn't shy away from it at all. And so they try no. to divide and conquer us, label alt-right, anything that isn't like 
you know, mainstream uh, CNN television worthy is called alt-right. <laughs> and it, and then so that they can castigate uh, a whole group of people, like most of the people in this country. Uh, tell me about Roger Waters here. Uh, he's going, I got him playing now. You'll be able to hear Good. him. Um, wh what do you remember the most about him? And then I'll play him. Well, I was about when I was 13 or so when my dad had a laser disc and it was before DVDs, I mean, CDs and DVDs. And it was like this big of a disc and he puts it in. He's like, this is brick on brick, brick, pink Floyd, no brick, brick on the wall. And I was, what is this movie opening up with the helicopter? And I'm, I'm young, but uh, I, I saw the bricks in the wall and my dad teaching me, as I referenced earlier, how these pol politicians in office, they're truly another brick in the wall. And this educational system that uh, unfortunately uh, plays into the hands for the most part of, of our government and, and creating more of their own bricks, right? Up and coming and raising uh, always exceptions. So I love that Roger is speaking his own mind and his truth, and he's going to the root of the issue, uh -huh. which is our government, United States of America government, intentionally causing chaos and making sure there wasn't peace between Russia and Ukraine. So it benefits the military industrial complex, the powers that be the same old, same old, old archaic, archaic, that is system that we're no longer going to be accepting, not that we've ever accepted it, but we see through them mm -hmm. and uh, we see through them uh, left, right, all the political, the D's and R's. It's a, uh, I love the book Grand Illusion by Teresa Amato, Myth of Voter Choice in a Two-Party Tyranny, and also uh, James Bennett, uh, how the Republicans, uh, sorry, demo Republicans have rigged the system and left independents out in the cold. And we see what they've done. They've created all these hurdles from the ballot access side or electoral arena side, which difficult to get on the ballot, so on to keep us. So Rogers just goes right to the root of it. No one controls him. And how cool that he is leaning on his platform of music and supporters to make real change in the world. And I think what he's doing is really going to pave the way when he's on a platform that is continuing with Rage Against the War Machine, you know, like United We Stand and others. Uh, he's going to be really the catalyst to attract many more to join him beyond Pink Floyd. Good on yeah. Roger. And I look forward to meeting him one day. Ah, let's see what he says to Read, read, read. Listen to all sides of the argument, especially from those you don't always agree with. Research thoroughly. When you have, you will have done all the heavy lifting. The next bit is easy. So what is the next bit, Mum? Then you just do the right thing. The invasion of Ukraine by the Russian Federation was illegal. I condemn it in the strongest possible terms. Also, the Russian invasion of Ukraine was not unprovoked. So I also condemn the provocateurs in the strongest possible terms. So, on behalf of the silent majority, I now address President Biden. Let us be very clear, Mr. President. I speak for the voiceless majority. You and Anthony Blinken and Victoria Newland and Jake Sullivan 
and the rest of the warmongering neocons at the heart of government here in Washington, along with the vassal states in NATO, are the principal provocateurs that I mentioned. I'm not apologizing for Mr. Putin, you understand, but just a glance fleetingly back at the history of the last 30 years or so, you could have done better. You could have followed President Gorbachev's lead in 1989. You could have kept Secretary of State Baker's promise not to advance NATO one yard closer to the Russian border than the eastern extremities of a reunited Germany. You could have responded to President Putin's overtures in his famous 10th of February 2007 speech at the security conference in Munich and shepherded us all towards a much, much safer Europe. Or in 2008, you could have chosen not to expand NATO eastwards. Or in 2014, you could have refrained from engineering the illegal maiden coup d'etat in Ukraine. Or in 2019, you could have supported the Minsk Accords. Now we're told by Angela Merkel, they were just a ruse to buy time to arm Ukraine for the war that you were engineering. Mm. But they were also, the Minsk Accords, that is, the platform that President Zelensky ran on during his presidential campaign. Well, you fooled me, President Zelensky. I thought you meant all that stuff about ending the civil war in the Donbass and giving Russia, your neighbor, some security assurances. I thought you were coming to your senses. Not a bit of it. In 2022, February, March and April, you could have told Boris Johnson not to fly to Kiev to scupper the peace negotiations but you chose not to. And then in September 2022, according to world-renowned investigative reporter Seymour Hirsch, you blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. If that turns out to be true, a blatant act of war and an extreme act of global terrorism releasing, as it did, 300,000 tonnes of methane into the atmosphere over the Baltic Sea. First you, Mr. President, boasted openly about your intention and ability to do it. And then recently, Victoria Newland boasts about how pleased she is that it's a, quote, hunk of junk at the bottom of the sea. And Anthony Blinken boasts how perfectly its destruction suits the US imperial agenda. And now, to cap it all off, you have your idiot mouthpiece, Nick Price, deny that the USA had anything to do with it. 
We have heard no statement from you, Mr. President. There is no mainstream media coverage. I guess you and the mainstream media think Cy Hershey's piece and the mysterious exploding pipeline is just of no interest to the people. Enough is enough. We demand change. Do the right thing. Implement a ceasefire in Ukraine today. Imagine the collective sigh of relief across the globe. The outpouring of joy. The international joining of voices in harmony, singing an anthem to peace. Imagine John Lennon pumping the air with his fist from beyond the grave. You have finally been heard in the corridors of power. The big, dumb bullies in the schoolyard have agreed to stop playing nuclear chicken. Together, we the people can persuade the powers that be to drop the model of perpetual war as their accepted modus operandum. With the power of love, we will stop them from squandering our precious resources on their wars. We will be able to feed our children and keep them sheltered from the storm. We may even learn to cooperate with all our brothers and sisters of different ethnicities, religions, and nationalities, and save this, our beautiful planet home, from destruction. Wouldn't that be nice? So everybody at the, in Washington is listening to this last week. Uh, of course, not listening to Roger, I mean, not back to Vietnam. But uh, what an inspiring vision of what can happen, like you were saying, Christina. Uh, getting that many people back into Washington. What do you think? Oh, it's happening. History is uh, fortunately on our side, and love always wins. Love will win. Stop this war! There are far Um, more of us, I say, than there are of them. And when we unite, and it's going to need to be a platform that's deeply rooted, that has consistency, because it's going to take, and rightfully so, a lot for the people to trust a movement to rise in the United States. And hence why I've been at what I've been doing uh, with free and equal elections for 15 years and the electoral arena for 25 years. Uh, I've already been asked by various national parties if I would uh, run and coordinate their national ballot drives across the United States. What an honor. I truly am here to get more voices and more choices in the ballot. Uh, candidates that aren't beholden to big money and to build a platform to give these candidates truly a free and equal chance of winning. Article 1, Section 3 of the Constitution, Illinois Constitution, was really the inspiration for the name free and equal elections, which says all elections shall be free and equal. Mm. And one day they will be because the latter is not an option. This needless uh, chaos and violence and the death of wrongfully and, and, and needlessly of the Ukrainian people has got to stop. And shame on all 
all of the governments throughout the world, not only United States of America, but all governments throughout the world are not serving the people. They're serving their pockets and self-interest. And we're going to rise and it's going to be peaceful and they're just going to resign and leave. And uh, people that uh, are truly already organizers and, and doing beautiful things in their community that aren't necessarily seeking to run for office are going to be asked by their community to run. And we're going to have a platform for the blockchain technology ledger to give, again, these candidates a free and equal chance of winning beyond money and have people like Roger Waters and Chuck D of Public Enemy and founding members of Wu-Tang Clan, Immortal Technique, Brother Ali, Michael Franti, you name it, Mike Love, all these different artists. It does not uh, come out and support and endorse these candidates that they completely resonate with. That's the future. It's going to be arts and music and love and compassion. And while we'll still always have some chaos in the world, it's going to be so little and it's the people, it's going to be there, but it can just and will be so, so much less. That's what I see on the horizon. I love the hope that you're, 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 you're bringing to bear here because we, we, we need it. And this, this event uh, started to bring it. In fact, uh, listen to the opening of this event. In Ukraine to stop war entirely. We have an amazing group of speakers coming up. Is yours working, Angela? Let's see. Angela? Hey everyone, how are you guys doing? So my name is Angela. I am the chair of the National Libertarian Party. For years I have asked, where is the anti-war left? Yeah. And it looks like I've finally found you. Yay. This is incredible. Right here. This event represents, this is a pivotal moment in history because it shows libertarians, independent, socialist, populist, working class people, people of all backgrounds coming together to say enough is enough and to push back against the might of the American military industrial complex. And against the backdrop, against the ominous backdrop of nuclear war, there is a silver lining. We have an opportunity to make a difference. Let's be the thing that reignites the anti-war movement. Let's breathe life back into something that seems to have died 20 years ago. We are the future. And I believe that we can do something really powerful to help put an end to the suffering, the suffering of the people who are over there in Ukraine, people who are being bombed, people who are being just exploited and abused across the globe because of the American military empire. We have the power. Let's do it. Christina will be right back with us. All right, all, we are facing an out-of-control war machine that has started a world war now in Ukraine, NATO, against Russia, China, and Iran involved. It's up to us to stop it. That's why we're bringing back the anti-war movement. It starts today. You all are a part of it. Let's get it going. Are you all ready? You all ready to start the program? Our first speaker here is Max Blumenthal. He's with the Gray Zone, editor of the Gray Zone. He's going to kick us off today. Take it away, Max. Max was a Thank awesome. you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. We're not supposed to be here today. They don't want you to be here. I'm going to talk about why that is. I'm going to address some of the people who don't want us to be here. They do not want an anti-war rally in this town. I want to talk to you as a first as a son of Washington before I talk to you as a journalist. 
someone who's known this city, who grew up in this city in the 1980s in this imperial capital. And I watched as my city was suddenly struck by a crack epidemic precisely at the same time that the CIA was seeking covert funding for its illegal wars in Latin America. Well, there's a uh, some interesting roots to uh, several of the problems in our society there, the CIA. Uh, so Max Max's speech was incredible, you guys. You, you, you have to see that. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll come back to uh, Christina and, and bring in uh, more of your personal uh, pr- uh, experiences with these speakers, Christina. Can you uh, take us on a walk into the green room behind the scenes at uh, Rage Against the War Machine? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, I had a, right here, you can see a beautiful line with Nick Brana, the founder of the event uh, of the People's Party, and uh, really connected with Angela McArdle of the National Libertarian Party. And meeting a lot of the speakers behind uh, the stage, the common denominator was kindness, compassion, different viewpoints. Everybody uh, really engaged face-to-face, eye connections. I even met with Tulsi Gabbard for about a minute, uh, letting her know about free and equal elections and United We Stand and connected directly Mm. to her through this event. Like the organizers, I feel such a level of utmost respect and professionalism thus far uh, from Nick and Angela. And because they know my work in the political and electoral arena, I felt uh, treated uh, so uh, with so much love and respect, and there has already been interest, and uh, both parties and so on organizers uh, want to be a part of United We this fall. I mean, what an honor. Uh, I was so impressed with the volunteers. Of course, there's the speakers, but the volunteers that came in, again, from the far left and right, libertarian left, and and through people that I knew in the net that have been civil rights uh, mentors and advisors of mine, their supporters are coming up to me and um, and really, uh, just just felt a lot of a lot of love and a lot of ideas and and so much substance. I mean, I went into this being not as well versed and informed in the war topic. You saw that video from Roger Waters. I think I want to watch it again and like Google each part of it historically what he's refer- referencing because I'm not quite there yet, but I will get there. Uh, I, I love that part where he puts himself on the screen speaking at the UN to Russia and and Ukraine representatives that was priceless it, it really was the fact that he did that and and he was able to again lean on his platform and recognition and they allowed that to happen uh, is a little bit of a miracle uh, I'm not sure how much he has influenced the UN but he's going to have a lot more influence on a truly independent platform platform with uh, imagine tenfold of this many uh, speakers and intellectuals and artists too. Uh, that uh, So I, I'm excited to work with whatever happens with Rage Against the War Machine. I'm happy to help support them from the sidelines long-term and be there because I'm really good at building content and I'm, I'm pretty close to there in the production venue side. And uh, so, and uh, I, I, uh, it really recharged me too, actually, Richard. I think us just being there face to face because we've been behind the screens uh, for so long. I hadn't seen a lot of these speakers and individuals for a decade or so. So being able to see each other face to face, there is something about, we know the Obama campaign used hope and change to try to 
make us feel like there isn't any hope or change, you know, that psychological indoctrination. Yeah, no, mm. thanks. There's plenty of hope and change coming about because I mean, being around, I have goosebumps just thinking about like being around these individuals. I already have hope, but I really have even more hope after being at this event because I, uh, truth always wins. Truth prevails and integrity prevails. And, uh, we are going to take our nation back peacefully and lovingly, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. So I've been really a voice about uh, a supporter of, of a lot of different political parties in the political realm. But am I a supporter of political parties personally? No, I see every candidate as an individual. I see that as, as even third parties become larger. I have uh, definitely could put it in a book someday. They inevitably become infiltrated, you know, by people who want power within the party system. But that does not mean all the people within the parties are not good. In fact, most are really good on the state and local level and, and some even higher up. So I see beyond the party lines. And I also see that we're going to have a party. We're going to have fun. We're going to be changing the world. I'm going to be dedicating this little snippet of two seconds here on earth. You know, I'm already here past the baton. I plan to put free and equal, hopefully on a decentralized uh, platform, let the people vote how the money spent for the various projects that we do. Uh, free and equal elections being the mother hub that puts on projects like our presidential debates, United We Stand, electoral reform symposiums, blockchain elections is an app. You can check it all out at freeandequal.org free and equal.org. But uh, to see uh, these individuals come together, I haven't seen Dennis Kucinich and Ron Paul together since 2017, which I was also a side organizer, key organizer for at Nexus Earth at Aspen Institute. So to see them almost five or six years uh, later together again, they saw me there and get another photo between them. I think they're, they're making the connection uh, that uh, something even bigger is coming. It's it's in the cards. It is written. And I'm excited for that. And huge thanks to Nick and Angela and the whole team of volunteers that uh, put this together and the free and equal team that was able to fly in. One of our supporters, Jenny, flew them in on her miles and a couple Jason Bassler, Free Thought Project was there. He manages our social media, the team's building. Kristan Harris of Rundown Live, who uh, caught the Kyle Rittenhouse coverage, all the Max Ling as well, that whole he did. Uh, that's our PR, Free and Equal TV. It's another project of ours that's kicking off. Um, so just to see all these familiar faces with the Free and Equal team and combining with the efforts of this really empowered, uh, amicable, kind team around the Rage Against the War Machine is beyond hopeful. Mm. Really, 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 as Sam Cook, change is going to come. As said, change is going to come. It truly is. And I, any more comments about these demands? I mean, I, I can identify with all of them. Slash the Pentagon budget. It ballooned $48 billion following 9-11. And which was obviously, as you know, uh, many of our listeners know that these 9-11 was a complete false flag operation as exposed uh, by the explosive demolition of all three World Trade Center skyscrapers. Uh, we have all of the evidence on our website, which is, uh, by the way, richardgage911.org, if you're new to us, come and subscribe to our email bulletins, as you see there, and look at the evidence. Uh, it, 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 it should get, give everybody in America hope that, yeah, we need to abolish the CIA and the military-industrial deep state. Why? Because they were 
instrumental in setting up 9-11, which ballooned uh, a $6.5 trillion global war on terror. And that's what Rage Against the War Machine is trying to also raise awareness about. And, and that's why you're hosting presidential independent candidates. Can you tell us more about the, the debates that you've hosted, Christina, and also uh, that, that are coming up? Thank you for asking about that. You know, in 2008, I served a duty as the National Ballot Access Coordinator for independent presidential candidate Ralph Nader and oversaw his entire national ballot drive and got him on the ballot. And every state was a beautiful team uh, overseeing in 45 states plus D.C. We didn't have enough money for all 50 states. But that sparked the creation of Free and Equal Elections, where we hosted the first first nationally televised historically ever uh, presidential debate outside of the mainstream presidential debates called the Commission on Presidential Debates, which uh, the League of Women Voters was kicked out of. They originally uh, created what's called the CPD and big money, fair and cop, all of them took over. And the League has called it uh, that the platform has perpetuated a fraud on the American voters. Yes, the CPD, I agree with the League of Women Voters, has perpetuated a fraud on the American voters. You can see that on Wikipedia. So what's going to happen with our presidential debates we've been holding since 08. Chris Hedges was our moderator. I mentioned before Larry King in 2012, reaching modestly tens of millions. We hit the international. There was a bit of a blackout in the U.S., of course. And then 16, Ed Asner. 2020, we hosted three live presidential debates during a lockdown year. And so what's going to happen into 2024, organizers have already um, reached out to Free and Equal Elections about partnering, co-hosting, sponsoring our presidential debates, Rage Against the War Machine uh, for 2024. Cool. I am uh, foreseeing that our ninth annual United We Stand Festival, what is that? It's bringing together artists conscious thought leaders, organizations, intellectuals to spark a civic discussions, have those conversations that bring about solutions and inspire people to run for office. So the vision has always been, and we have done it a few times, to have United We Stand in 2024 present our presidential debates, which evolves into a tour whether it's one, two, three, probably two or three stops. And we will be implementing our blockchain voting app. So people can vote from the first round of debates, second, third, instant runoff voting. There's many different voting methods. There's approval voting, star voting, score voting, fair vote. Rob Ritchie is really taking the lead uh, with implementing instant runoff voting, uh, a real good start throughout the U.S. And so we're going to implement that into the voting app and inevitably list every single candidate running for office beyond the two-party even third party system. The Gallup poll states that there are more independent voters than there are Democrats and Republicans combined. So truly an independent movement is right here on the horizon. And we're really excited. I'm so excited. I welcome the entire Rage Against the War Machine to be a part of what we're doing with United We Stand the presidential debates. Everything that I've gone through, the hurdles I've had even into last year and beyond that in 17, 14, the kickoff of United We Stand, we definitely had a big hurdle there, as you know, Richard. Even even the kickoff of our presidential debates in 08, I have continually been able to overcome those hurdles because I don't give up. Giving up is not an option. Giving up is what's gotten us. Uh, I don't compromise either. That's what's gotten us where we are today, the political leaders in office. So uh, that is the bigger vision of where our presidential debates are going. And imagine an individual like Roger Waters uh, you know, asking a, a question during our presidential debate or Robert Chia Fairbo ask a question about instant run of voting. Richard Gage and Gail Gage ask a question about 9-11. These are, this is what's going to happen. I'll moderate, but the more I can be on the sidelines and help build the intellectuals and the 
that they're in. I, I'm, I'm going to know a lot about 9-11 like you, Richard, but I'm not going to ever know nearly as much as you in that field. And the same goes with Scott Horton of antiwar.com. I am going to sit back and learn like the rest of the people from all the intellectuals. And I'm excited that our debates are going to be that, bring that art and that music and that fun, uh, letting the people vote who's going to be in the round of debates, maybe even have them submit questions and engage and interact. And that's the, the bigger vision of what's coming about uh, with free and equal elections in the coming 2024 and cycles to come. Wow. And just taking a look back to 2022, um, this video, is this a short intro one? Or is this four hours? You can watch all four hours of last year's. Being on some of the Zoom and calls with them, seeing that's the kind of events, uh, professional quality that are that are put on there. Well, Christina, um, I think our guests might have some some questions for you. Let me see. I've got a note um, from Gail, uh, who's behind the scenes. Oh, here we go. Clint Aronovic. Whoops, he came and he left. You put him back up, Gail. Oh shoot. I, yeah, sorry. You're not on mute, just so oh, you know. I am sorry. I'm hey, sorry. Hi, I was, Since you're, you're, yeah, you're, I, I did say hi. Um, say hi. I'm going to let, yeah. Hi everybody. I am so sorry. I'm going to let, I'm trying to turn off the banner. There we go. All right. Um, yes. And Richard, you're going to be honored with the job of reading them. Yeah. So I don't no, start you're, great. Put them up there and everybody ask your questions yes. so that uh, Gail can, and I can pop them up on the screen and we can get some for Christina. So that'll be real helpful. Yes. Where's okay. the first one? <laughs> one moment, please. I have to get back oh, on target. One moment, please. <laughs> Gail it's, and I have so enjoyed being uh, with Christina at these uh, United We Stand festivals, which are an incredible networking uh, opportunity to meet people who are influential uh, it, it, it behind the scenes uh, largely in the various span of independent voices uh, that don't get mainstream attention uh, by and large. Uh, Christina? You brought up a good point, too, is that when you saw Larry King on RT, that the United We Stand brought them together and, and Jesse the Body Ventura on RT, because at that time, Russia Today did cover us. Um, we had C-SPAN, we had Al Jazeera, we had PBS, we had, you know, a variety of different media. And you're right, the connections on our stage are invaluable. And uh, so I look forward to it being 10, 100,000 fold beyond monetary of, of just coming and being a part of our stage or in our audience. It's, it's, and that's what I felt like at Rage Against the War Machine as well. I mean, it was a beautiful connecting connections, but you know, we stand, we've, we've been at it uh, eight years going on nine. So I'm really proud of the, what the team accomplished here in DC last weekend and it's spreading across the U S and of course, um, there's going to there, the big the touchiest topic was defunding for sure Ukraine and I I I feel like I, there's just nothing that, that just is upsetting so it's like I don't even really have a sense on that even though um, that's part of um, part of uh, one of the platforms I think by far the most emotional touchy part because there's just nothing justifies the innocent people being hurt and it's really upsetting uh to think about and it's how how do we get to the root of the issue 
um, how do we defund it without protecting individuals and who are we fun what who we're funding are they really protecting to the best of their ability it's a really it's a, the government has intentionally intentionally gotten us as deep as we can uh, as they could in such a short period of time and Roger Waters of Pink Floyd lined it out exactly what they yeah, did, did step by step I mean that really did. Video, the shame of on the politicians. They are at fault for this need, these needless deaths. Yeah, with a history the back to the provocateurs. Shame on them. Yeah, the shame NATO them. expansion. Uh, it, 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 it's incredible. Uh, and and, and NATO, Jackson yes. Rip Holmes says, good work. We need your insight into Ukraine. We're all torn about Ukraine. Nobody wants to see Ukrainians get invaded. Uh, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian soldiers and people uh, uh, being being killed and perhaps millions uh, if if uh, this escalates into a nuclear war, which it, it, it's, it just almost seems like they're trying to do. Uh, this whole thing, as Roger said, it has been engineered. Uh, and to 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 make it appear one way, we're getting propaganda from the mainstream media that, you know, paints it black and white. Uh, Russia, the big evil aggressor. Well, Roger pointed out some facts that that, that, that show that there is uh, as, as, uh, the, the aggression was early on from the West uh, through NATO. Uh, so uh, it's not that simple, you guys. Uh, Watch these speeches from these uh, from these uh, uh, videos on RageAgainstWar.com. David Mundry says politics is all about money. If the truth means losing money, then the politicians won't go there. How do we end this bias towards uncomfortable truth, Christina? Oh, we replace the politicians. We replace them peacefully, Democrats and Republicans alike, because they are, as Ron Paul said, it's a business and we're not invited to the party. And it's a business. The Democrats and Republicans, this race, this tug of war back and forth. We see through it. And uh, so as far as the politicians are currently office, I agree with David Mudry. But as far as the people that are going to be asked, as I mentioned before, by their community to run for office because it's a duty. I ran for statewide office at I think 27-ish years of age in California as a libertarian. I'm an independent, but it was 300 signatures to run as a libertarian versus over 100,000 signatures to run as an independent. I did not have, you know, half and 300,000 in my bank account at the time. Let's clarify that, Christina. Yes. yes. You're saying it takes 300 signatures to run as a what? As a libertarian third-party candidate, I ran in 2010 third for party. Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. Because they were uh, an established, they were on the on the ballot as a as a political party uh, in California. As an independent, I would have had to gather over a hundred thousand signatures from verified. As an independent that wasn't established as a exactly. party. Exactly, there's an independent's not a party. Uh, you can run as an independent candidate, like Ralph Nader did in two thousand eight. And I learned that um, I've been asked a, actually a couple bids, particularly one what it would take to get an independent for president on the ballot in 2024, it's over 800,000 signatures versus only 25,000 or so for D's and R's to get on the ballot. Over 800,000 signatures. Do that math. I mean, what is that for? 40 fold uh, to get on the ballot. So that would cost millions of dollars and then some six, seven, eight million 
and then you're not even factoring in where the Democratic and or Republican Party, if you're a real threat to the system like Ralph Nader was in 2004, the Democratic Party sued Ralph Nader in 32 states and used the legislative system because the two parties, really one party, uh, they appoint the people into office, judiciary. And so they knocked him off the ballot in 32 states. I think that was a number in 2004. So to be able to succeed in getting him on all ballot lines in 08 as his national ballot access coordinator, as Ralph Nader paid me the biggest compliment. He said, Christina, most people give up at first base, second base, you keep going. From the tenacious one of them all, tenacity, you know, Ralph Nader, one thing we can agree on is that guy does not give up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. That, that things like that have kept me going. So yeah, the, the Herculean hurdles it takes to get on the ballot, which is a big reason why Trump didn't run as an independent. He inquired uh, my company about what it would take to run. Who would have thought, thought at one point he was thinking of running as an independent candidate, huh. uh, not a party. Uh, but in any case, um, these are the sort of hurdles. But uh, we've got to run for office is my point. I did it. You can do it. And uh, my life now and my calling is to help create a platform and have created a platform to give those candidates that don't know they're running yet, but they're going to be asked and begged and by their community because they're doing awesome things in their town and state. And they're going to be like, it's my duty to serve for four years. It's not a, an exciting job, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the future. So I'm, right I'm glad on. for that comment below. We changed one- the people in office. We replaced oh. them peacefully. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, David. And and one M Remington says some some complained the turnout at Rage Against the War Machine that event last week in Washington D.C. should have been higher. What thoughts do you have about that, Christy? Well, the, 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 the scoop I got on the ground was the incident that happened. I think January sixth, the year prior, or so through the Trump, where people have. Uh, been hurt and uh, and and uh, through around the wharf area of DC and uh, beyond hurt. Uh, there was a little bit of, of, of a little bit of, of fear of um, what's it going to be like, safety. Also, arguably somewhat of a mainstream media blackout. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson did plug it the day before. Oh. There were easily thousands of people there and. I anticipate there's going to be another one. So, I mean, the timing is America still a little bit like, I don't know if we're complacent or is it going to have to take something more intense to happen in the world for people to come together historically? That is, uh, has been the case. I don't want that to be the case. I, I want to uh, have this event become Five, ten thousand, maybe united we stand with the help of the Rage Against the War Machine, all the sponsors, and of course the connections that I'm working with, conscious food companies that are renowned, that have no control over the vision of what I've been building, truly support the purity of what it stands for. It's not to be controlled by big money uh, or anyone. It's for the people and what I do. So I think something bigger is coming. What matters is that the event happened. They organized it a short period of time, you know, a couple months. So I think it was run very professionally. And I was hoping that the event would have at the very least that many people for, for me, it was a successful event to see that happen. And there were a lot of people behind the stage, not just in front of Lincoln Memorial, but behind Mm -hmm. it that we didn't see and uh, the flow coming in and out and on the side. So it was easily two, 3000 people. Uh, But again, mainstream media, 
you know, they've had a lot of follow-up media, uh, but they're now starting to tag it as right-leaning or for Ukraine, anti-war, kind of confusing. And, and that's what happens when you don't have a platform that's deeply rooted. And once you start to become a threat to the system, they're going to start to say you're this or that. And it could get a little bit, uh, um, it, 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 as it grows, we'll see what happens. And of course, a lot of parties. So that's, again, where United We Stand comes in to have a neutral platform that has a really deeply rooted mission that can't won't be able to be questioned by the mainstream media because the integrity of what we've done is just, it's there. So right. I'm just right really on. glad it happened and they pulled off a miracle in a short period of time. David asks, I'm really tired of the term conspiracy theory. Aren't we all? How do we get rid of that slogan used by politicians and media almost on a daily basis? Because so much of what they say, uh, for instance, about the train derailment in uh, in East Palestine, uh, they say there's all kinds of conspiracy theories already. Well, they're giving us all kinds of reasons to understand that that was a conspiracy that there's a body of foreknowledge of that entire event. And someday we'll bring on experts who have dug into that and many, many others. But when they lie so much uh, about so many different events and, and there's people who do independent research uh, like we at AE911 Truth, <laughs> this is my uh, original uh, organization, and I'm now independent with Gail, my wife, as of 18 months ago. So you would think that I could get that out of my system after 17 years. We at Richard Gage 911 uh, are uh, giving all of kinds of irrefutable, overwhelming evidence uh, that 9-11 was a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a set of irrefutable, overwhelming facts as David knows all too well. So, um, but regarding other issues, um, what do we... Uh, if I could respond to David, uh, 9-11 was wrong. And I'm with David. I'm tired of that term, the, the CT. You won't see me initiate it. I'll respond to the word. But the moment that, the, again, the Patriot Act, the NDA came about and they labeled the government conspiracy theorists as terrorists, I said, oh, well, here's the writing on the wall. The fact that it could detain you without trial or jury, knock down the door and, and remove you. I mean, look at Julian Assange and so on for having ideas. So the United We Stand stage will definitely be urging, of course, everybody can speak their truth. But let's just stop using the word conspiracy theorist because it's it's another term, of course, of fear and terrorists to, to have a right to detain us. And uh, by having ideas, I see it as somebody having an idea. There's no conspiracy theory of having an idea. And as we discuss those conversations, have those conversations, that's how we bring about solutions. So again, it's another way to suppress our way of thinking and ideas and, and, and to label us and take away our power as well. Like Woodstock, they labeled everybody as hippies. No, yeah. I think a lot of people from Woodstock are going to be at the, the forefront, particularly veterans and so on, to, to really educate yeah. the younger population uh, for a, a real change that's on the horizon. Yeah. Now, did you hear about a balloon attack at the event? I, I didn't know there was a balloon over the skies of Washington, D.C. There was a there was a, a, a joke. Uh, I think oh, Dr. Ron Paul had in a speech uh, where he uh, joked about uh, I, I have to go back to the speech to watch. It was funny in the moment because there's so much going on. But just something about 
of how the government's already been so intrusive on our our, our rights and intellectual and, and we're all scared over a, a balloon, you know, like just kind of a lighthearted. I did not hear about that. Maybe Remington's joking as well. If you watch his Dr. Rod Paul, that's about it that I that I saw. So it's kind of okay. I hope that was a little bit of humor there, but I don't know. Donna says MSM should be shut down. This is the mainstream media. It was only meant to keep people suppressed. Our government has lied, so has the military. We are a circus. Other countries know more about our country than we do. And they have less, it says, uh, they have have less media. Uh, Or it doesn't finish, actually. I'm speculating there. Comment on that, Christina? Yes. I think that, uh, you know, you look at people ask, well, why is Tucker Carlson covering more of having Tulsi Gabbard on his show to host? And I got the inside intel because they know they're going to go out of business if they don't start covering a bit more. I mean, their ratings are down. uh, They're just not. um, So it's a smart move from a business uh, uh, standpoint. Where was he before? But um, so I think that we're going to see a lot of these mainstream media outlets like political parties. It's a bold thing to say, and this might be many cycles or hopefully a few cycles away. I've never attached a timeline. They're going to fade away. I mean, they're their business and you're going to see the ratings continue to, to plummet. And then you have independent media. So many of them that showed up, like I, I mentioned before, Kristan Harris. And there's also Addy Ads, who uh, small independent journalists that covered uh, East Palestine. Tulsi Gabbard going to Palestine. Uh, where's Biden? I mean, so you're going to see a lot more independent media on the horizon. I think there's going to be platforms that are going to help fund those. Imagine a platform with like 10 awesome independent, independent or 20 independent media artists and so on organizations where people can funnel into those platforms to support and see the truth from these, these journalists on the ground that are just doing it the right way. So um, I'm with uh, Donna and be patient because hope and change is on the horizon is going to prevail. And these businesses are just going to fade away and political parties too. Mm. Corrupt music industry, Uh, corrupt Hollywood, prison system. We're going to elect an independent presidential candidate one day, the day elected. Assange is going to be pardoned. We're going to see everybody in jail for marijuana. Get out of jail. Come on, you know, card free. Like, you, they, why are they there? Um, We know why they're there. They're feeding into a flawed system. It's money, money, money. And um, those days are coming to an end. I'm not going to stand for it. And I know most of your viewers aren't, and many more on our platforms aren't as well. Yeah. Gene says, uh, does Christina have suggestions for boots on the grounds activists in their local areas? Gene is one of those boots on the ground activists in the Philadelphia area. Uh, what can he do? Oh, I, I really love that because if you're going to make real change on a national level, you got to get involved in your local elections. I've lived in Cambria, California, Central Coast, California for 10 years. And as difficult it was when I first moved there, I got involved in my local elections. I first showed up at local board meetings, speaking my truth of like, let's have board meetings in the evening, not middle of the day when people are working. And when I noticed basic change wasn't being made because of course they were even influenced through the powers that be following the money, I decided to create an online social media uh, platform called Cambria Current 
Currents, which is now the most active social media page for the town, over 100,000 views in 60 days. So I put on candidate forums, town hall meetings. You can do this within your community. Get some of your most intellectual, kind, easy to work with people that are just great communicators and have discussions. Those town hall meetings are going to be key. I put on Cambria Potlucks as well. So I bring in music and arts and let different hosts uh, from different businesses and homes have a different theme of what it is that they, they love doing. So those are some ideas. Run for local office. Mm. Find a candidate that you support and help them out. If you're not into politics, I'm not. It's hard to believe. I do not like politics. I am apolitical <laughs> and I must be doing this. My background and college degree is graphic design and business marketing. Come on. It's like I was around it with my father for sure. But, you know, there's politics in everything we do. There's no getting away from it. There's art in everything we do. Get involved. If it's just something you don't really want to do, get back to your community. Help your elderly. Help beautify your town. Beautify Cambria is a beautiful thing in my town. Go stargazing. Like just just do something to give back, clean up. And um, that's how we get involved because it's so it's that it's that cultural change and shift that's key. And when we we have that shift in our mindset, and that just spreads throughout the U.S. world. And yes, again, the world is right now a bit more quite a bit more knowledgeable. I agree with that comment before about American politics and Americans. That's going to change real quick. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that change. But I'm glad you asked that question. I hope that helps answer um, answer it. There's so many other ways. And, and by the way, that blockchain elections is an app that will launch into next year, listing every candidate. You'll be able to plug in and see which candidate, how they're being funded, how you can support them, how you can help get them on the ballot. Those are the, that's a long-term vision because blockchain voting, it will bring about transparency within our elections. Right on. Truth Behold says media is perception. Media is perception. The perception of the masses creates the public mind. The public mind grants the government the power. How about that? Well, I want to read that three times through, and I, I agree to a certain extent. Uh, it's powerful. Media is I mean, perception. it, it is. You know, it's, I mean, people say, you know, with the art of, of Donald Trump, you know, he's able to repeat things over and over again until it's stuck. And that's what the media is playing the game of what the mainstream media does. So, However, for better or worse, we're just truth. Truth is on the horizon. Again, I'm going to say it. I'm going to I'm going to do the repetitive thing. You know, truth always prevails in the end. And love right. is greater than fear and love wins. Love will win. And so um, right now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't watch TV media. There you go. Turn off I, your TVs, I, you guys. Maybe, maybe I'll tap in to get an idea. I don't even do that. People are yeah. like, oh, trust me. Like, I don't want that in my subconscious. I make the choice to choose my own media, and yep. I go to the independent media that I know, and I listen to people and learn from people like Richard here and, and the Ben Swans and the people that are Rage Against the War Machine like that are just doing their own things. I don't have to believe yeah, in watch, all their viewpoints. Watch all those not, uh, incredible speeches at, at Rage Against the War Machine event last week. You go to rageagainstwar.com. There's your media. That will deprogram you. Remington says, the event was a success, in my opinion. Uh, what a coincidence that Joe Biden blew his schedule and disappeared the day the march was scheduled to protest the war in front of the White House. You know about that? Uh, I'm not surprised. And I did not know about that. So thank you for bringing that up. I mean, I was told that 
you know, they had protests prior. I was kind of thinking about the question before. Sometimes they simmer on it of why the crowd was you know, a couple thousand, which I think, again, I agree with Remington was a success. Um, but I know they had a Bilderberg, a Bilderberg protest. I can't remember the, what time that was. There were only a few people that showed up because they had just such, a, such an orchestrated effort on the ground to keep people from coming together. Fortunately, the event organizers did it well in Lincoln Memorial and we were able to have it. They were able to have it, thousands of people. But I'm not surprised uh, Joe Biden left. It, it was hard to know how big this event could be. It could have been tens of thousands Uh but um, again, it's their first one they put on. I mean, that's imagine you're branding something for the first time. You're kind of using a name that's there. It works. You know, Tom Morello, Cindy Sheehan, actually, of uh, uh, Cindy Sheehan, a real big uh, against the war with her, her son, Casey, uh, passing in the war in the past. Uh, she had created that name years ago, too. So I hope she can be a part of it in the future. There's so many more uh activists that uh, I think can Ralph Nader and, and so on should this continue, but good on them for doing it. And uh, yeah, if I were Biden too, and I stood for what Biden was about, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere in the vicinity of truth. They, they, that's what they do. You know, when there's light, when there's light, the cockroaches scatter. I mean, that's just the Ooh. truth. And that's a bold thing to say. But, um, you know, the D's and R's, like they just, anybody that's beholden to big money, it's like, and that's what I'm saying. Let's shine that light so bright of transparency and truth and love and compassion. And people are like, oh, these politicians should pay for it. I'm like, no, the, don't even put your energy towards that. Let them scatter and build it towards the new beautiful paradigm. And so let Biden scatter. Um, he's not the root of the problem. He's just another one of the, the puppets, as we all know, the Wizard of Oz, you know, and and as I don't have I've had dreams, vivid dreams of sitting next to Clinton and Obama. And I'm not even swayed. I'm just like, I'm glad I'm not in your world. That is an empty world to live in vessel. It's so cold and so dark. And I maybe deep down, I don't know if the compassion's the right word, but I just know I would not want to be in their shoes. And so I want to say the shoes of building beauty and harmony and love and, and doing it through music because music is the healer. Oh, right on. Um, Christina, final thoughts. We've, we've got uh, just a minute left. Uh, do you, where can people find you and what would you like them to do when they do find you? Thank you. You can go to free and equal, free a and d equal.org and start off with learning about our organization. And our website's going through even more upgrades this fall, but it's pretty awesome the way it is. We just recently got endorsed by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He was our keynote speaker at our United We Stand last year. So you can go on there and of course support us as well. We're a nonprofit tax write-off. Every dollar goes kind of like this Rage Against the War Machine. What they did is just, it's all there transparent. And uh, just, just get informed and hopefully uh, you can sign up for our email list and really uh, follow where we're at now and where we're gonna go and see us on the ground because real change begins from the ground up. It's gonna be face-to-face. -face. It was so beautiful to see all these beautiful faces in person, beautiful, beautiful faces in person. And I look forward to that growing organically and beautifully for our country. So thanks for asking, Richard. And again, Oops. huge thanks to you and Gail for your just being relentless at keeping uh, doing what you're doing throughout the years and decades. So. Thank you, Christina. Yes, thank you so much. We'll keep doing it then, all together. We'll yes. be in touch. Yes. You guys do it with us. Stay tuned uh, and come back for another great episode of Richard Gage 9-11 Unleashed. <laughs>